The following podcast contains spoilers and language that our mothers would prefer we did not use. Like, mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Snooch to the nooch, people. Welcome to We Watched a Thing. It's Billy and Toph. How you doing? It's my hetero life, mate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have been described as such. <laughs> How you doing? I'm I'm happy to be here with you. Oh, mate. How are you going? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What are we talking about this week? We're getting to this is this is fun because we're getting to a film from a filmmaker who is at least part way responsible for our relationship. Yeah? Like when you we think so? when we met at work, there was two things that I think we first clicked on and I was like, "You know what? I like the work experience kid." <laughs> And it was it was Kevin Smith and Star Wars because yeah we're those people we are those people yeah I do, I remember when we went to a Kevin Smith <laughs> concert together and you look out and it's just a sea of people who look like me a lot of diversity <laughs> yeah nothing will make you feel less unique than going to a Kevin Smith show if you look like me and and by you mean Kevin Smith <laughs> basically yeah and you look out and everyone's dressed the same way we all smell the same. <laughs> The collective smell was something else. <laughs> yeah, anyone who wonders what Billy looks like, <laughs> just Google Kevin Smith. Have a look at Silent Bob. <laughs> and we both lost weight around the same time too, yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, you look like a younger, more virile. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Although I'm going just about as bald on top. <laughs> <laughs> James Silent Bob is a 2019 American buddy comedy film written, directed, edited and starring Kevin Smith. Follow-up to the 2001 comedy Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and it's been described by Smith as literally the same fucking movie all over again. It stars Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith, and just about everybody else in Hollywood. So, um... So, this so, is yeah. long anticipated. Yes. How long has it been... I was going to say it's been a long time since Smith movies. It hasn't. It's been a long time since a Smith movie that anyone was excited about. It's been a long time since a since a viewer Skewniverse film. Clerks 2 was 2006. And unless I'm mistaken- that- That's a really long time ago. Well, that's now, what, fucking 14 years. So, unless I'm mistaken, that is the last Jay and Silent Bob appearance, uh, any of the viewer Skewniverse characters, because since then- Zack and Miri make a porno was after that, but none of these characters appeared in it. So, yeah, it's been a while. Things like the- What was the one with the space Nazis and sausages or something? <laughs> I didn't see it. Am I getting- Is that wrong? No, no. You're, you're pretty much on the right track. Yoga hoses. The yoga hoses. Yeah. Not a- not a that, I mean, his worst film arguably ever. And I don't think anybody will say any different to that. It was a, it was a bad movie. <laughs> um, so, I'll admit that going into this, I was like- this doesn't seem like a great idea. I don't know if we need this film. I was and- hopeful. I thought that this might be a return to form. I mean, he he hasn't done a bad film in the Ask universe. Like, even the first Jane Silent Bob where they struck back. I mean, is it a good film? No. It's fun. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So, I was hoping this would be where we were at. Um, And then, you know, scene one. Um, Are we going to be trading on- Nostalgia? Fuck yes, we are. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yeah. As Smith said, we are just going to be doing the same thing. And and is it going to be fun and enjoyable? Doesn't seem like it. I was going to say, we won't be doing the exact same thing. Because you know what we won't be doing this time around? Laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Not a- a, I have to say, I was really hopeful. I'm- 
a huge Kevin Smith apologist. And every time he's brought up the idea of, I don't know if you know, but like Molrats 2 was in the works for quite a while. Clerks 3 is on the cards and apparently is now back on the cards. Every time I hear something like that, a little bit of me goes, fuck, yes, I'm in, I'm all in. I didn't laugh a lot in this movie. It it, it just really, really fell flat for me. Th- I mean, 30 seconds in, we get, I'm not even meant to be here today. And I wasn't like, ha yeah, it's good to be back. I was like, ah, yeah. okay, we're back. <laughs> yeah. And most, like you, you said, like, it's, you didn't laugh. You didn't find it funny. Neither did I. It, to me- it was like watching someone do a Kevin Smith script, but they're bad. Yeah, well, that's the thing. that The pithiness was gone. Kevin Smith is known, much like Tarantino, he's known for his dialogue. Like, he's barely a director and he's not known as a director. He's known as a filmmaker and that's because of his writing. That is all lost in this film because he's gotten- so, so deep into the meta-ness of it all. The amount of times that a reboot is referenced, for example, and, you know, the definition of a reboot just keeps coming up over and over again. And I feel like he's kind of missed the point because this isn't really a reboot. It's 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 a rehash <laughs> and not even a good one like Force Awakens was. <laughs> yeah. And there's fertile ground there. Oh, like definitely. you said, the whole the whole meta thing of the amount of people just in the film complaining about the lack of original ideas and everything. And of course, that's quite intentional. Yeah. He's self-aware and smart enough to be like, yeah, we're that's the whole joke, is that we're complaining about exactly what this is. But the script just never lets that be in any way subtext. It's just characters ramming down your throat with the dialogue. Yeah. And that's the problem with the whole film. Not just the jokes, even what is supposed to be the emotional weight of the story, which is that Jay has a daughter now who, of course, is played by Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn. <laughs> and they make the joke. He casts her and everything. There's a lot of meta-ness. Even, <laughs> you know, Kevin Smith is directing the reboot in the film. So, let's let's all make Kevin Smith jokes. Like, And some of that's, some of that's fine. And I, I, I like, like, I, I really like the fact that Kevin Smith is willing to write in jokes. Yeah. T- about how shit some of his films are. Yeah. That's great. He's, he's aware of, you know, what people think. And, and he kind of doesn't give a shit. And to that end, you have to give him credit. He, he still is just making exactly what what he wants to make. You could look at this film and go, what a cash grab. He's just trying to cash in on James Earl Bob. He's not. He's just having fun and making what he wants to make. And so, for that, I implore him. It's not a cash grab because it won't make any money. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, I I actually like Harley Quinn Smith. I think that she's a pretty good actress. And I think that in the right roles, she could, you know, have a bit of a career ahead of her. She has good scenes in this film. Yeah. She genuinely does. But the problem is that, as you say, there's no real subtext. And even what is supposed to be the emotional weight of this film is so unsubtle. And it's so like, yeah, okay, it's based on Smith's relationship with his daughter and stuff. And that's cool. Like, write what you know. That's the first lesson of filmmaking. But there's no subtlety here at all. And it's just everything is so spelled out loud in a monologue by Ben Affleck at the end that it's like- I'm just, I'm not laughing, I'm not thinking, and I need to be doing at least one of those things in a film. Yeah, I mentioned right there, I think that that Smith has, Junior Smith, that is, has some good scenes in the film. Unfortunately, and yeah, that's meant to be where the real emotional weight is. Unfortunately, those scenes rely on her bouncing off Jason Mewes, who, like, Jason Mewes does his thing as Jay, and 
many of us in the 90s loved it. But don't ask the guy to, like, actually emote. (laughs) Like, come on. Know your limits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not blaming Muse for it. Like, I think he's shit in those scenes. But I'm not blaming him for it. No, Kevin Smith knows what he's capable of and he wrote it. Like, to be honest, Kevin Smith is a far better actor. He would have been- better off giving himself the emotional weight, even as a mute character. And that might have been more interesting to kind of emote while mute. But, yeah. I thought he was even worse as Silent Bob in this than in previous films. Well, he can't be silent anymore. He's just he's not used to it, mate. He spends his whole life talking. And, I mean, the film should be three minutes shorter than it is because the absurd amount of just the over-the-top ridiculous nature of people typing in fucking emojis onto phones in this movie drove me to distraction. Yeah, and I get the joke behind that. But it wasn't funny enough the first time. I, I, this is going to sound weird. I don't like the sound. It, oh, it aggravated me. It's, 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 I hated it. <laughs> it really- It was like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. And it really took me out because- it's very loud. It's very- un- I feel like if you were tapping on a phone screen that hard, you would break it. And again, that's probably meant to be part of the joke. But by the end of, you know, 110 minutes, however long this film is, of that joke being played over and over and over again, it irritates. There's a scene- we, we, we recently spoke about a film by the director of the Austin Powers films. Um, in this movie, there's- when, they, when they're at the airport trying to get a flight to California, um, Hollywood, Florida- no, California. Oh, thanks, movie. Um, there's a scene where, where they're talking to the sales rep there or whatever, and it's like it really plays like one of those scenes in Austin Powers films where someone says one thing and it's meant to be like an innuendo, but they're meaning another thing, and dear God, it's tired. It's really tired. And it's not It's not where Kevin Smith has traditionally got his humour from. No, yeah. It's like this new thing he's trying out. And it didn't work. Well, it's funny. Kevin Smith is known for his witty dialogue, but also obviously pop culture references. Now, this film, given the amount of cameos in it and the amount of kind of Hollywood, you would think it would be jam-packed with pop culture. There's none. There's actually none in the film. There's there's a lot of Kevin Smith references, but there's very few pop culture discussion, which- it's kind of, I don't know, like, maybe that's a choice, but it seems strange given that that is kind of his thing. You know, like, we have conversations about plumbing the Death Star in Clerks, and pretty much Clerks is one entire discussion about Star Wars. I, I don't know. I, f- I felt like there was a distinct lack of that in this film. It's quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, props to previous Smith collaborator, Rosaria Dawson. I liked her scene. Yeah. She she like she's on screen for like 90 seconds. And that's 90 seconds of good energy. Yeah. I just want to say snaps to Dawson. Look, that's the thing. Mo- most of the cameos I think are are pretty good. The problem is that they're not written that well. Y- you know I'm a huge Affleck fan. And yeah, Affleck actually has quite a long scene in this film. As far as cameos go, his is probably long enough that it dips out of cameo territory and into like small supporting role. Um and I, I loved that because I think he's incredible. I love that character of Holden. Unapologetically, Chasing Amy is my favourite film. I don't care if the modern narrative is that it's no good. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I was happy with him. The problem is that, yeah, his scene isn't written that well. There is a moment in that scene that I liked. The Martha moment. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I actually, I actually kind of went, huh. 
<laughs> which is like the best response I got <laughs> from any part of this movie. <laughs> Quick question. Yep. When they're rescuing the teen posse from the clan, how did Silent Bob get back in the van? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, mate. That's some unexplained shit. I stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did some silent stuff. Okay. He's quiet, so he's sneaky. Okay. He tapped some emojis out. Explained. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there any risk of Smith- If people don't like the film, that's fine. Fans of Kevin Smith aren't going to ditch Kevin Smith because they don't like the movie. Is there any danger of him alienating part of the fan base by- just crapping on Comic-Con in this film? But, I mean, the way they describe what the stand-in for Comic-Con is, you know, yeah. it used to be this thing that was cool and now it's an absolute load of shit that's peopled by flogs. They're, they're your flogs, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can pull it off. I think, I don't know, I don't think anyone takes anything he says seriously enough to think of it as a criticism. Well, cl- like, because clearly in the film he has a sense he's he's fine- Dumping on himself, yeah, as, exactly. as, as we said. But I think he's also asking other people to have that same sense of fun about themselves. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. That's true. A lot of people don't. I think he'll be fine. Like, on, like these days, Kevin Smith's career is podcasting. He, he's barely recognizable as a filmmaker anymore. And I think, I mean, we we chose podcasting over filmmaking. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the it's obvious cool place to be. <laughs> I think that's where most of his audience is these days, and I think I think most people are just you know, but it's it's a different thing with podcasting because so much more of your personality comes out that you do feel a connection to the people you're listening to. So I think anyone who is a fan of him at this stage literally feels like they know him. So it's kind of like watching your kid present their their college film that they put together. And, you know, you kind of feel a little bit like, oh, that's really fun, Kevin. Good job. Like, you you had fun doing it. You got your buddies together and you got your little camera and you wrote your script. And You literally <laughs> did. Get your friends together. Yeah, you had a good time and I'm really happy with you and you'll probably get a C minus and that's great. And that's kind of what the audience is expected to feel. And to be honest, it's probably what the majority of the audience is going to feel. Like, even me to some extent, is this film going to prevent you from watching further Kevin Smith films, now that you know that this is the quality of what he's putting out, if he did come back next year and say, yep, Clerks 3 is happening, the whole cast is back on board, we would go see it opening day. We, I mean, we'd do it for, for this. I'm, I'm not convinced I would pay money at the cinema to watch Clerks 3 at this point. Really? Yeah. This film's that bad. <laughs> and it's been that long since Smith did something like- I still have a warm spot in my heart for Kevin Smith films. But like at this point, this century, there's one that I that I genuinely enjoy. And this century's no longer that new. This century? Zach and Mary. You didn't like Clerks 2? No. Wow. Not particularly. Oh, I'm a big fan of Clerks 2. I actually feel like Kevin Smith was at the point where he was getting stronger in his filmmaking as he went. I think Clerks 2 is in a lot of ways a better film than Clerks 1. I think that Zack and Miri is one of his best films. And Red State, which you have not seen yet, is a tremendous film. It's really, really great. And he did an awesome thing stepping into horror. The problem with Kevin Smith is that he got too far inside of himself because he takes the critics too seriously. 
And when the critics didn't like Zack and Miri, he decided he was no good, which was when he made the decision to just have fun. And I think that has done horrible things for him because he just he doesn't try anymore. And because, as I said, his fan base now is from podcasting, he doesn't have to try with filmmaking. It's just something he does as a hobby. He said he's retiring about four times. Yeah, that's true. He's spoken about moving into- He tried to pitch Rats 2 as a TV series that didn't get picked up. Like, he's just doing this now kind of because it's what he does. How about that mall rat joke? Oh, the literal rats, the mate. literal rats. <laughs> I like my expectations were not high going in, but they were above our dear Jason Lee having to say, "No, no, I mean actual rats." Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's grim stuff. But I'll still go see what else Kevin Smith puts out. <laughs> you know, I will. <laughs> Wasn't good though, was it? It's not good. It's really not good. It's not good. <laughs> um, I did like I had the thought that maybe being a tired as fuck film, you know, based on existing property, is the entire point. It's meant to be a bad film, and oh, that's so it's even more meta than we realize. And that's its genius. Um, but really, I think it's just some shameful shit that has actively made my youth worse. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I'm going to go back and rewatch James and Bob Strike Back again because my wife keeps telling me that it's terrible, and I think she's just wrong because it might be terrible, but it's not. It like it is, it is actually fun at the end of the day. I you walk out of that film laughing. I also have to bring up the cameos in this film because, as we said, there's a lot of them. I don't think they're as strong as in James and Bob Strike Back. They're not in Strike Back. You had like big names, big big names. We didn't have, like, for example, the Will Ferrell of today pop up in this movie. Chris Rock. No. Yep. I mean, like, Hemsworth makes an appearance, and that is that is the biggest name by far. He's kind of it, and it's a very small- Yeah, it's like the trade-off for Damon being in Ragnarok. Yeah. It's like, all right, I did that thing for you. Now you need to be in Kevin Smith's new film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the cameos aren't as strong, which automatically makes it a little bit less fun because there's a lot less of that, oh, wow, this person's in it, this person's in it. It's kind of, they're mostly from previous Kevin Smith films mm. and it's people like Justin Long, Craig Robertson. They're fun people, but their careers aren't, you know, peak. Interested to know how this kind of lands for you. I I now cringe when a character's like Snoochy Boochies. I like really, I'm just like, I kind of recoil from it. I'm like, it had its day. You need to leave it. Yeah. I don't mind when Jay says it. I don't like that in this film, it's it's kind of having its cake and eating its too. It's it's shitting on Jay and Silent Bob and how awful the first movie was, blah, blah, blah. And yet there's a, there's a Comic-Con type event dedicated to Jay and Silent Bob where everyone is throwing out their catchphrases and stuff. Like, it's kind of- its premise is so unbelievable, even for a James Silent Bob film, that it, it just it doesn't feel right. Well, there's people that want the Snyder Cut as if watching that fucking film once wasn't enough. <laughs> people want to watch it twice. Look, and the truth so- is, we, we've had this discussion. In my mind, the Snyder Cut is definitely worse, and that's why they're not releasing it, because the hype is better than putting it out and being like, wow, yeah, this is still bad. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think it even exists? No, I don't think it exists. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> There's probably a rough cut yeah. because when when Whedon came in, they probably showed him something. I'm sure there's a rough cut. 
It won't have effects or anything on it, though. Exactly. Yeah. It It'll be ex- work print. It doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in any way that you could call it. A movie. A movie. Yeah. Which is basically the same as this. Because let's face it, this is barely a movie. Yeah. Like, it's not. It, it's more like it's more like a pantomime that you go and you watch your nephew in and you're like, oh, good job, Kevin. Yep. You know, you got your friends together. What little plot there is just goes off the rails once once they hit not Comic-Con. Yeah. And, and Kevin Smith turns up as Kevin Smith and just like, what am I watching? Yeah. And then they even call out the fact that Silent Bob looks like Kevin Smith and ha, ha, ha. let's use that in the plot. Yeah. Oh, God. I think we've said enough. I think oh. we've said enough. Where, where's your score at? Eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's a triumph. <laughs> um, three out of ten. It's bad. Yeah, I'm a four and mostly that's just because I guess I'm more of a Kevin Smith fan than you. But it's it's not good. I wouldn't recommend even I even to Kevin Smith fans, I wouldn't recommend the film. I wouldn't say go watch it. Yeah. You'll Certainly have a far not. better time just going and watching I mean, more rats. It's having an extremely limited release. We were, I guess you could say, quotations lucky enough <laughs> that, that Dendy, the wonderful people at Dendy, were showing this film. It's not being shown everywhere, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> Wait for video on demand. Or not. Yeah, or not. Or not. That's fine too. I, like, I actually can't come up with any reason why I would say to someone, look, it's not good, but something. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Don't watch this film. It's just nothing. It's shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's probably fortunate to get a three (laughs) now that I'm thinking. But anyway. I reckon we've said enough. We've we've said enough. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Uh, Next week, we're on to a a demand, uh, this time not from a patron, but from a competition winner. Our dear Hendo from the Movie Journey podcast has asked us to watch Bad Genius. That's right. A Thai movie. Had you heard of it? I know nothing about Bad Genius other than it exists. Yep. Unless it do- unless it, that unless Hendo's tricked us and we go, we're going to spend the next week searching for a film. He's like, yeah, it's, there's this Thai film, Bad Genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about it either. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like expanding my horizons. I don't think I've ever seen a Thai film. As well as that, the Oscars are on Monday, so we'll be uh, you know doing a quick recap of that about how shit it was. I guess probably bitching. <laughs> yeah. All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show and make us watch something, get early access to episodes or bonus episodes, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. And we'll catch you next week. Go watch a movie.